we are exactly halfway through the year. I like the second half of the year goal setting almost more than January 1st goal setting because it gives more of a tangible deadline. It's hard to see a whole year forward, but it's not as hard to see six months forward. So in this episode, we're doing a check-in. Where are we at halfway through this year and where do we want to be at the end of the year? Asking ourselves questions like, what were your goals at the beginning of the year? Are they the same or have some things changed now? What are the things that you keep telling yourself you need to start but haven't yet? What is something you for sure want to experience or accomplish before the end of the year? And what would make you feel the most proud of yourself? Time goes fast, so let's hit pause on life for a few minutes today to be honest with ourselves and intentional about how we spend the next six months so we don't wake up on December 31st in the same exact place we are today. We can accomplish so much in six months. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. We are halfway through the year and the absolute perfect time for our mid-year check-in. Ask ourselves those key questions to figure out where we're at what we've accomplished, and what we still want to accomplish and how we want to feel like at the end of this year. Like I said in the introduction, I absolutely love a mid-year check-in. I think it's empowering, and six months is like foreseeable. A year is so long. There's so many variables and so much changes, especially now, that I just love a six-month window. So today, we're getting into being very honest with ourselves, where we're at, and what we want to accomplish in the next six months. We all know that time goes by fast, but I'm sure most of you agree that even more so in the last couple years, COVID does something weird with our perception of time. It's like there's more to think about and more added complications with everything, with travel, with COVID tests, with you know masks and doctor's offices or procedures. Like there's just, it's just more complicated. And I think that Also coming out of uh, being at home and all the different things, it just the perception of time just feels still weird and different. So kind of pulling it all in today and hitting pause on life to ask ourselves these questions. Now, I listen to a ton of different podcasts and audiobooks and a lot of times or seminars, a lot of times people will say, okay, stop what you're doing and write this down. And most of the time, as I start to listen to it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't really want to do that. Like that doesn't feel like it would serve me. And that's why I don't do a lot of that on this podcast because I try to make things very tactical and practical. But I'm telling you, this is one of those rare times that I think that writing it down is the best thing you could ever do. Ask yourself these questions that we're going to go through and journal it. There is so much power in it, and I think that it makes you really think about it more when you have to answer specific questions and write it down, not just think it, but put it into words, pen on paper. I love writing it on actual paper rather than typing it. I feel like it just absorbs more and makes it real and also feels kind of you know, more creative 
when you're just like pen to paper. So whether you journal and you're putting it in a journal or you're just getting a line piece of paper or a blank piece of paper, I really think that for this next little bit of time, if you can write down your answers to these questions, this podcast and this whole concept will definitely serve you the best. This is exactly what I just did in my mid-year planning. And I'm telling you, there's just something about setting aside the time, no distractions and saying like, okay, I'm going to be honest with myself, what's working, what's not working in my daily life, what did I want to accomplish, where am I at, what goals have changed, like some things I thought were on the plan at January 1st, but now things have changed, circumstances have changed, and here's the new plan, the new set of goals, but writing it down is just key, I'm telling you. So get out your piece of paper. All of these questions are in the show notes. So that way you have every the show notes to this episode, you have each question. And I went through these very carefully and also kind of in the different books I've read and seminars I've listened to, kind of pulling the most goal, the most, um, you know, the most productive goal setting questions, not just for business and like actual, you know, accomplishing certain things, but just like your overall happiness and self-esteem and feeling of accomplishment and being aligned with your priorities and making sure that you're spending your time and your money in the ways that you actually want to be. I thought of doing this in my own life because I used to do it when I ran a big company. So we would do our mid-year check-in and it would be a really beneficial way of making adjustments to what we're doing so that we were in line with our business goals. We did employee mid-year check-in and company-wide mid-year check-in. And it was just really a great way to see where we were at the you know the facts don't lie the numbers don't lie and so we could all kind of recenter so i think there's just so much power and so many businesses and big corporations do this their mid year check in for the company and for individual employees so i think taking this concept and applying it to our own personal lives is just so good and it's the best way to keep us present of our life balance and keep us on track with our personal goals our professional goals and not just let the days pass by, but really focusing on what, where we are now and where we want to be at the end of the year. All right, let's do it. Let's get into some questions, the questions that I think are the most valuable. Um, before we do that, I've recently started journaling and it's awesome for so many different ways. I keep a, just like a spiral notebook with me. I, I keep it with me with my to-do list kind of notebook. I keep a spiral notebook. And whenever I have downtime, if you just listened to my recent podcast about not having numbing habits, this is one of those things. So if I'm at a doctor's office, instead of, and I know I have, you know, 10 to 20 minutes of waiting time, instead of scrolling social media and just passing the time, I'll get out my journal book. And I don't write every day, just whenever I have that time, I try to do it every day. But replace that as your kind of passing time thing that's so productive. And I just write down how I'm feeling. Whatever I would call and text or text a friend and say, oh, I'm feeling this way about this. I feel like this is off balance in any way of life. I just write it down because it makes you, again, more conscious of it. And also it makes it so you can look back and say, oh, I've actually been feeling like this for three months. Could be anything like 
you know, when I eat bananas, I feel bloated. Or it could be, I feel like I'm only existing to be a mother. My own existence is not present right now. Or I feel like um, I'm low on energy and I need to get into the doctor to figure out if something's off balance. All the different things. So many of the things, like just write down, how are you feeling on the daily? It just, it's brought so much clarity and focus to my life. And again, being intentional about our days is what it's all about. So if you haven't started a journal and you think it would serve you, start it with this. Start it with these questions. All right, here we go. What were your goals at the beginning of the year? So whether you wrote them down, had a very set plan or a loose idea, what were your goals at the beginning of the year? Let's start there. And then next, are they the same or have some things changed now? Then I write my sort of new set of goals from now until the next six months based on the things that are the most important to me in the different buckets of my life. What are my goals? And again, I love six months because it just feels so much like obviously things can change, but it feels more manageable. It's half the time. So from now until the end of the year, I feel like I can think through the different months and think, okay, what are my actual goals that are realistic so that I don't let myself down that are realistic between now and December 31st? Next question. What are the things that you keep telling yourself you need to start but haven't? Maybe it's start waking up earlier, start exercising five days a week, start uh, calling or texting your mom or your aunt, or start prioritizing friendships so that you can strengthen those. Start eating more vegetables, start taking supplements, like whatever it is. Start walking after dinner, start getting your steps in. We all have those things. It's like, oh, I need to start. Oh, I need to do this. But like, so that's one of my biggest questions. What are the things that you keep telling yourself you need to start doing, but haven't yet? On the flip side, Next question, what are some things that you need to stop doing? Those habits that are no longer serving you. Again, the very last podcast episode I did was about stopping numbing habits. I'm obsessed with this because I think these small changes on the daily can translate into big changes um, in the big scale, on the monthly, on the yearly. Those little changes, those little habits you stop. So what are the things? And like knee-jerk reaction, what is it? What do you know you need to stop doing? Maybe it's you need to stop um, binge watching TV for four hours at night and going to bed too late. So then you're exhausted the next day. Maybe it's scrolling social media in bed instead of connecting with your spouse. Maybe it's, um, being disconnected when you want to be connected with the time with your kids, like whatever it is, what are the things, you know, you need to stop doing for me? I feel so much better if I stop eating at 7 PM, like no exceptions. And, but you know, it's just so easy to to snack, but, and it feels good in the second, but then later I'm like, you know, your stomach is still working. Your stomach is still digesting as you're going to sleep and it doesn't feel good later. So I know for me, I mean, there's a bunch of things like little habits like that, but that's one off the top of my head. Like I need to stop eating after 7 PM because I feel so much better later on. And for sure, um, adjustments I've made lately, I talked about in the last podcast how I would sometimes, you know, just look, catch up with what friends are doing on social media, just kind of scroll social media before bedtime. And after my husband was in the hospital and I would have done anything for him to be back laying next to me. Now I'm like, am I kidding? If I'm going to be on social media, it's going to be at more intentional times during the day. It's not going to be in lieu of spending 
quality time with someone I love. Next question. What feels on balance and off balance with how you spend your time and money and your and how that relates to your overall life priorities? So, you know, you know your overall life priorities. Probably something like uh, strong relationships with family and friends, your health and fitness or professional life, whatever your overall life priority is, priorities. Maybe it's um, serving others and volunteering, um, whatever your life priorities are. I think this is where journaling helps me so much is to really say what feels on balance and what feels off balance. Maybe you're working so much and it's off balance. Like you're, you're weighing too heavy on the work. So then you're not spending time meal prepping like you want to and exercising so that you feel good and and have enough time for self-care and things like that. So for me, I always jot down like kind of more specific life priorities could be in the big scale or just like in this season of life. Maybe you have a child who needs more support right now in some way. So maybe that's on your high priority list. It doesn't have to be as broad as, you know, husband, wife, you know, partner, Um, It doesn't have to be that broad. It can be more specific. Like I need to help this friend with this. That's a priority right now. Or I need to work on fixing this or repairing this relationship or organizing my house and decluttering because I cannot de-stress without it. Just examples. Next question. What am I doing awesome at and what am I sucking at? This is so empowering because I feel like I, I feel like own your failures and it like takes the weight out of them. I will really write. Right now I'm awesome at this because self-confidence and self-esteem are so important at all ages, not just kids. And what am I sucking at? It kind of just makes me own it. And then we move on. Like whatever it is. Lately I've told myself I have not fed my kids foods that I consider healthy but are also a good balance between foods they like. Like I've been feeding them too healthy. We end up wasting food. No, They're not eating enough. So I know, okay, I need to re I need to restructure that. I'm sucking at feeding my kids dinner for some reason in the last little bit, but like literally, life is long. I can't change the past. So let's readjust that. But just by asking myself these really intentional questions, it helps me make those changes. So even though I want them to eat really, really healthy. I know that I need to like give a little and and make things that are more in the middle so that we're not wasting food and everyone eats and they're not starving after dinner. You know, I'm sucking at it. It's fine. Um, But being intentional about it makes me go, okay, no more. Now tonight, the new routine starts and then we figure it out. Next one, what is bringing you the most joy and what is bringing you the most stress? Like think about the little things on the daily. You know I'm obsessed with getting in your tens each day. Those things that make you feel alive, whether it's a quick walk after dinner, whether it's like your favorite coffee, like blended up just right in the morning, whatever it is, what brings you the most joy? Maybe it's once a week looking forward to a one hour massage or facial for self-care or, or a stretching session. What brings you the most joy? What are those tens? And then lean into that. Okay, star this. I need more of this because that's bringing me the most joy. And what's bringing you the most stress? This is so key to write down because you know what you need less of. Maybe someone in your life doesn't have bad intentions, but they are just causing you so much stress every day. You have a stressed stomach every day because it's just too much. Maybe you just like distance yourself. You don't have to call them and tell them. 
your distancing or you're to F off, like just maybe you just have a little bit of distance for a little bit and enjoy the freedom that comes from that. Just knowing what's giving me joy and what's causing me stress, I think is very a good way to kind of separate things and prioritize going forward. Maybe your job is causing you a ton of stress and maybe there's a big decision you know that needs to be made. Or maybe there's just something in your schedule that's causing you a lot of stress. Maybe you're waking up at the same time as everyone else in your house and you're constantly rushed. Well, maybe you could just wake up 20 minutes earlier and have some time to like get yourself together, do whatever it is you want to do before everyone wakes up. And maybe just by changing up the routine, that stress is pretty much eliminated. I'm telling you, write it down, be honest with yourself, and then give yourself a new a new plan, a new routine, a new habit, a new hack. Next question. How is your own personal health? Right now, today, how is your own personal health? Are you addressing any concerns you have? Maybe like just how you're feeling or any genetic issues. You know, I am so all about preventative care. I think that attitude and food can be just as much medicine as actual medicine. Of course, it's different if you have a, you know, a, you know, serious life-threatening disease. But in general, I think maintaining health um, has so much to do with mindset and food and nutrition and the way we move our body and how we get outside and low stress, all that kind of stuff. But thinking, how is your personal health? Are you prioritizing it? Are you going to the doctor or the specialist that you should be going to? Are you asking the questions, doing your yearly blood work, getting a physical, following up on things? How's that looking? Next, how is the health of your relationships? So think about the closest people in your life and how is the health of your relationships? Is it exactly where you want to be? Are there certain people that you need to spend more time with or connect with more or be there for more? Do you need people to be there more for you? Maybe that's the answer. And if so, then tell them without attacking, without talking about the past, but but tell them. realize what you need and figure out the best, healthiest way to express that. Next, what is something you for sure want to experience or accomplish before the end of the year? Maybe it's something big like running a marathon. Maybe it's something like you've seen people do um, cold plunges and you just want to try a cold plunge and, and try it out and try something uncomfortable, get uncomfortable and challenge yourself. Maybe it's something like that. What do you want to experience or accomplish before the end of the year. So it could be one of your big goals. It could be something smaller. It could be somewhere you want to travel to or something you want to accomplish in business. But I think just asking ourselves these exact questions, it makes you think, okay, in the next six months, what is it? Is there somewhere I want to go? Is there something I want to do? Maybe you want to write a book or start a podcast, or maybe you want to just have more downtime with the people you love. Could be anything. Next, What would make you feel the most proud of yourself? This is probably the most important question, honestly. At the end of this year, what would make you the most proud of yourself? I just think that self-confidence and self-esteem and self-worth and the words we say about ourselves in our minds, it's just, it's so important. So I think when we think about things, a lot of times we think about actual, like real traditional goals that people would want, like maybe with, you know, losing a certain amount of weight or accomplishing something at work, but which is great. But also what would just make you feel proud of yourself for you? 
not what anyone else expects of you, not what society considers award-worthy or something like that, just for you. What would make you feel the most proud of yourself? Next, what is working with your day-to-day schedule and habits and what's not? I think this is, I'm all about daily habits lately because I think it's just all those little things that we do in a day that add up. And it's the easiest to change because it's the little things. So just being honest with ourselves about what's working with your day-to-day schedule and habits and what's not. Again, you got to listen back to the, the last podcast I did on numbing habits. I know I've said it a couple of times, but I just think there's so much there's so much to unpack there and there's so much like joy that can be released and um, stress that can be eliminated by hacking and being really honest with yourself about what's what's going on in the daily. The whole concept behind all of this, behind the mid-year check-in is let's not just go through the motions of life. We are not here to live a watered down life. We're here to be intentional and to have joy and low stress and make progress in life and, you know, be awesome, be the best version of ourselves, make ourselves happy, have strong relationships with other people and be really clear on our priorities and make sure our priorities align with how we're spending our time and money. And I think one of the best ways to do it is by having a mid-year check-in, have your check-in, of course, January 1st, when we kind of think about the whole year and New Year's resolutions and all that stuff. But I'm telling you, almost more powerful, I think, is the mid-year check-in. We can establish where, where what we wanted to accomplish, where we're at, and we have this like hearty chunk of time, six months going forward, where we can really project and plan. Make sure you do, do your journaling, be honest with yourself, accept your shortcomings, and just like own it. There's nothing more powerful than owning your shortcomings. I'm telling you, I'm sucking at this. Cool. It's done. There's nothing you can do to change it, but by writing it down, starting today, it becomes something new. Like I was telling you, beating, sucking at beating my kids' dinner. Suck, completely sucking. Um, now, okay, cool. We switch it up. I'm aware of that and I'm going to change it up. So now at the end of six months, there's going to be a new story. And that's the whole point of all of this is happiness is about progress and getting in your tens every day and feeling proud of yourself and feeling like you're moving forward in life in whatever ways that it is that you want to. And My hope is that you really give effort to your mid-year check-in. You get out your piece of paper and you really spend time, whatever it takes, 30 minutes, an hour. I mean, listen, what's an hour? Think about all the things you do in a week. They're a waste of an hour. I know all of us do, right? So I promise you, it is worth. Don't, Don't shortcut this. Give it 30 minutes or an hour, whatever it takes, and write it all down. Be honest with yourself so that way we can be very intentional about the last six months of the year and we can make them the best, better than the first six months because you have more time and more knowledge and more perspective and all the things. And we're going to be very intentional about how we spend the next six months of the year. That way, when we revisit this on January 1st, we're proud of ourselves, we're energized, and we're ready to set some new goals. Thank you so much for listening. If you have a second, it would mean a lot to me if you could pop over to iTunes and leave us a review. It it helps our podcast grow. Thank you so much for listening and for your support. And I will talk to you soon. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. 
For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.